Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 277 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining back with us as we continue with our study of of, um, the Come Follow Me materials covering September the 28th to October the 11th, 3rd Nephi 17 to 19, Behold My Joy is Full. And today uh, we're going to look at the section which is covering um, 3rd Nephi 18, 36 to 37, Disciples of Jesus Christ Seek the Gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, um, we're going to go a little bit earlier than that as well, actually. We're looking in uh, chapter 18, verse 27 to begin with. I love this by the Saviour. Uh, he says, Behold, verily, verily, I say unto you, I give unto you another commandment, and then I must go unto my Father, that I may fulfil other commandments which he hath given me. So he's speaking to the disciples, the twelve that he has chosen. And he says that, and I love that because it shows us again how obedient he is. Even after he has performed the atonement, even after he has um, given his life and has been resurrected and received a perfected body, and he is now perfect, even as the Father in heaven is perfect, which we read earlier in Third Nephi chapter 12, um, he, still is per- is, he still is perfectly obedient. And I think that, you know, that is clearly a quality which is a Christ-like and is something which we should be developing in our lives as well. None of us will be perfect at that, I'm sure, in this life, but we can begin now to make those choices to follow him and to keep those covenants. In verse 30, uh, he says to these disciples, Nevertheless, ye shall not cast him out from among you. He is speaking of those who are um, choosing to not follow the Saviour's way at that time. He says, Nevertheless, ye shall not cast him out from among you, but ye shall minister unto him and shall pray for him unto the Father in my name. And if it so be that he repenteth and is baptised in my name, then shall ye receive him and shall minister unto him of my flesh and blood. Uh, I love this because obviously we know that if there is anyone who enters into the chapel doors, we shouldn't cast them out. We should welcome all, uh, no matter who they are, um, you know, we should invite and um, in, and accept many people to join with us. But um, Neil A. Maxwell said this, quote, as the Lord says to not cast out is by itself not an adequate an, an inadequate response. We must additionally make room for them and give them a place among us. Always we must continue to minister because for some we shall be the means of bringing salvation to them. No wonder this effort does not involve a new program. Rather, it involves a principle, the fundamental and regular keeping of the second great commandment. Close quote. I think we can easily get lost in all the programs and all the initiatives and the focuses and the plans and the goals that we are so continuously um, setting and trying to keep up with and remember to do in our day-to-day lives, you know, missionary work and then family history and then our ministering brothers, ministering responsibilities and then our callings on top of that, you know, the Sunday um, rush with lessons and primary and youth and all these other things. And we can easily just very simply forget that the whole purpose of, you know, what we do as a church is to reach out and love. Uh, and of course, we do it in the ways that we do it. Um, and, you know, those ways I'm sure will continue, especially, you know, once uh, this COVID pandemic does pass, uh, eventually, uh, we will continue to be able to minister and love and serve and worship in the ways we have done. But we need to remember that we do all of these things so that we can fulfill the second great commandment, as well as the first, of course, in loving God and loving our neighbour. 
In verses 36 to 37, uh, it says, And it came to pass that when Jesus had made an end of these sayings, he touched with his hand the disciples whom he had chosen one by one, even until he had touched them all and spake unto them as he touched them. And the multitude heard not the words which he spake. Therefore, they did not bear record, but the disciples did bear record that he gave them the power of the Holy Ghost. And I will show unto you hereafter that this record is true. A few things I love about this. First of all, we see again the phrase one by one. And I hadn't even realized that that one by one came up again when the Savior um, conferred what we could presume. We, he, he conferred the gift of the Holy Ghost upon his on the 12 disciples. Um, amazing. Like that one by one phrase is so intertwined, so integrated to a much greater degree than I ever thought. It's not often that in the past I have studied um, this account from 3rd Nephi through to 18 in one chunk. You know, I've always looked at 8, 11 separately and seen the one-by-one one references there. I've then seen the one-by-one one references when he's been talking in his sermon in 12 to 14. I've then seen the one-by-one one where he's reached out and blessed the children and looked at that in separate, as a separate thing. Also, when he's healing uh, the, the um, those who are afflicted, when he's healing them one-by-one. One. And then this other separate occurrence within these chapters in chapter 18, when he's conferring the gift of the Holy Ghost, once again, one-by-one. I mean, if there was to be a mantra or a um, a title of, you know, his ministry amongst the Nephites, it surely would be that one by one. And uh, I think that we, we learn a lot from how we should be as disciples uh, and ministry and ministers or ministering brethren and sisters uh, from this, that we do this one by one. We consider, we reflect on and reach out to the to the one and to the individuals. Um this blessing of the gift of the Holy Ghost was obviously an important one. And we will be reviewing this actually uh, tomorrow as we move into chapter 19 more fully when we start to see this um, take place and see what happens when they have this power of the Holy Ghost. But obviously it is something that they should be desired after. Uh, and so um, we'll, we will refer to that a bit later on. But in verse 39, it says, And while they were overshadowed, he departed from them and ascended into heaven. And the disciples saw and bear record that he ascended again into heaven. Um, about the ending of this first day, John W. Welch said, quote, Thus ended the first day. The incomparable sermon at the temple was over. It was a manifestation of divine will and presence never to be forgotten. From this experience come many teachings, teachings of practical ethical value, an understanding of that which was fulfilled and that which will remain yet to be fulfilled, a comprehension of the continuity and transition from the old law to the new, knowledge and testimony of the resurrection and exaltation of Jesus Christ, commandments and covenants, and also a basis for religious ritual. Close, close quote. He packed a lot in into that day. It was a very full day. And of course, you know, when I think about what we've got coming up with General Conference over this weekend, we're going to be packing a lot of things in, a lot of talks. Uh, and so, you know, I just invite you to to make sure that you can. Uh, I've always found that when I try and take in and listen to the talks over the weekend itself, I get a lot more from it. I get a lot more immersed in it and I get a lot more spirit uh, and the guidance uh, from the spirits in my heart and uh, more things to record. So I invite you to do the same as the Nephites did. They they got it all, you know, kind of packed to, in, in together. Um and of course, it wasn't just the one day. They then went abroad, uh, well, not abroad, but 
in verse 3 of 3 Nephi 19, it says, Yea, and even all the night it was noised abroad concerning Jesus, and insomuch did they send forth unto the people that there were many. Yea, an exceedingly great number did labour exceedingly all that night that they might be on the morrow in the place where Jesus should show himself unto the multitude. People laboured exceedingly with all, uh, sorry, laboured exceedingly all that night that they may be there the next day when the Saviour arrived. What a wonderful, exciting moment that will have been uh, to be part of the, the the crowds and the groups gathering together, listening to those 2,500 who had been there for the Saviour's glorious ministry and teachings for the first day, and just the anticipation and the excitement of what he would be teaching them the next. Um, honestly, I, I just have chills sitting here thinking about that, just how thrilling that would be. And again, you know, we don't have to kind of imagine what it was like for those people. We have the opportunity now to have 10 hours worth of wonderful teaching from on high, uh, from the prophets and apostles called by the Saviour to deliver his word to us today. Um, You know, in essence, it is like gathering together and sitting at the feet of the Saviour, listening to these apostles and prophets teaching and testifying of what they've been inspired to do so. Uh, And so I think this is just a wonderful opportunity and a wonderful thing to end on uh, when we kind of get to conference weekend and think about the the great blessings and joy we can experience uh, over the next couple of days. Thank you very much for joining today. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Please do um, join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. There's always things to share and learn on there, and it'd be great to hear from individuals to share what they've been studying as well. And you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode. Thank you for listening and until we meet again.